When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glass. We come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. Go ahead and follow those places. And if you could like and subscribe, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications right there for you. Just go ahead and click on the little Joe the little Joe Soro on the right-hand side, right there, little Joe with the big eyes. Yes, when he was shocked about Nerland's Noel, right there. Go ahead, click on Joe Soro today if you haven't already to subscribe to get the latest notifications when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Search and destroy, what's up? Good to have you here. Always great to have you monitoring the chat. The best Lakers chat room that's out here. That's the Lakers fast break. Plus also as well, speaking of great chat, there's always a great chat going on at LakersBall.com. You know, Ox1947 is always roaming the world of LakersBall.com. Plus, he has a great business if you're the Southern California area and you need your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today. Go ahead and check out Symblades. Symblades4thewhy.com. Go ahead and also check out Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, and the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. They're at Lakerholics.com. They're always having you know something fun to say. And they're always saying it to each other. And you'll get a taste of that on Saturday at noon as the Lakerholics take over the Lakers fast break. Also as well, our good friend, Stone Hansen, he was here on yesterday's show. Go ahead and check out what he has to say. Those guys at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, they are putting out an absolute ton of content. You talk about us doing something. I think we did like 30 days in a row, something like that ourselves over the course of the past couple months before I went on vacation, something like 30 out of 31, something like that. They are actually trying to top it right there for you at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast because that gets closer, gets closer to the NBA Draft. They're giving you all the latest news and info right there at Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And if you can support all that, plus our good friend John McCain, go ahead and like and subscribe. He always has something good to say on his channel. It is sincerely appreciated. Want to go ahead and give you guys a big shout out once again, please. The greatest of all Lakers chat rooms that, that that's out there, Lakers Fast Break. I will say that it's great to have be every here, be here in the flesh. Everyone talking, everyone chatting, everyone talking about Lakers. All the rumors are still flying. The season is over for many, but the season for the Lakers never finishes because there's always an off season where you talk about what to do, what the Lakers should get, and so much more. And here today are two great guys to talk about what's going on, including all the stuff that's going on with the Lakers, 
and maybe a little bit of NBA Finals talk going on as well, although I think that series is already over. Good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, again, he is going to be here running the show tomorrow. Will he run it into the ground with all the Laker Tom trade proposals at Lakerholics as they take over Lakers fast break? <laughs> it is Jamie Sweet. Hey, Jamie, great to have you here. You know, hey, the a lot of people have tried on this show, including myself, to go ahead and do the same thing to this channel. Still live, still kicking. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just posting on the greatest chat in the world about the inmates running the asylum. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, what's going on in Lakerland? I mean, I know I, we see uh, abso- absolutely day. nothing. No, there's nothing going to go happening in Lakerland yeah. until every Trump- day is a new rumor from Bobby Portis oh, to Trey Young to Kyrie oh, Irving to you know who's it going to be tomorrow? Frank Vogel got a new job in Phoenix. And that was a, that was for him. And I, everybody's lamenting on it except for you, which you know you. You know, had your issues with him and his uh, lack of offensive schemes, although he doesn't have to really worry about that this time around. I mean, he's got two of the greatest offensive players. He's going to do the same thing he does at Laker, and that's put the ball in the two three best players he's got on the team and let them attack the basket how they do. And that's what, you know, barring Mike D'Antoni showing up as an assistant coach or something like that, I don't know that there's a, a person out there that can get Kevin Durant to not take Kevin Durant shots. Devin Booker did not take Devin Booker shots and Chris Paul did not play like Chris Paul. I mean, you know, by the time you get to where they are in the league, they're not, they don't need a coach to tell them where their shots coming from. You know, they need a coach to augment their abilities. And that's been the issue. I feel like with Vogel is he got one healthy year of AD one healthiest year that can never be replicated. (laughs) And then then they took a steam away from him, and then he got fired. So uh, the very odd is is end is, is I mean I did have issues with his offense. I never had issues with his defense. No, and I never had issues with how I think he kind of like. I always appreciated how even keeled he was. You never see, you know, like kind of like my, if anything, Michael Malone's even a little bit more emotional when he gets all you know pissy about people not giving the Nuggets all the respect he thinks they deserve. And I'm like, well, it's because your team is to this point, one Jack squat. I mean, you know, you've got had some great players. Uh, you've had, put together some wonderful regular seasons. Uh, and that's, that's wonderful, but that's about the level of respect you get uh, until you win an NBA title, which they're on the verge of doing. And I expect it will take no more than five games. So do you think Vogel was the right choice? I think they probably wanted Nick nurse. You know, if, if you ask this, the exa- I, I would, I, that would be my guess. I mean, I know they were in talks to get Nick nurse again, it's it's what it, it won't matter. That roster is top heavy the way the Lakers roster was top heavy when Frank got fired for it. And so the real question is then the question that won't be asked because people just like to blame coaches or like why wonder why the coaches are doing more with the tools of the in the warehouse. But what kind of roster do they do they give him? You know, they they traded all their depth away to get to get KD. And they didn't get out of the second round of the playoffs to show for it. So, you know, that's that's a challenge. That's a challenge. And who's, you know, on the the the, the beauty of the Frank Vogel title with the Lakers was seen in the clinching game where the defense was magnificent. 
It was a spotless half of NBA defense, the likes of which I've never seen in a in, 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 in any game that I can think of. I've, I've seen where, like, guys miss shots. And, you know, Miami missed some shots in that half, too. But the way the Lakers run, every rotation, the adjustment to start Caruso and with a LeBron and AD, uh, all, all of those little moves, Frank, Frank hit every right button that summer or winter or fall or whatever it was, whatever the season was during the most boring apocalypse ever. Uh, but, um, you know, I, 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 I'm happy for him. I never thought he was the problem here in LA. Uh, I, I, I always thought I, I, I would challenge any coach to take the roster that he was given the, the year he got fired and, and do more. Uh, and we've, we've all talked at Nazim about that. Uh, and I think we're I mean, for the most part in agreement that, you know, while maybe not the most dynamic coach in NBA history, uh, it's certainly, there were certainly more cooks to blame who just sort of snuck out of the kitchen and left uh, Frank holding the spatula. That's true. Indeed. I just think, you know, all these coaches get a quick hook. I mean, Monty Williams, uh, coach of the year last year, got a quick hook. Doc Rivers. I know you can say all about, you know, all the comebacks on him, but he's taken teams to the playoffs, taken teams to the second round, you know, several times over the past few years and look at, you know, he got the deal done for him. Nick nurse got, you know, left the way he left Toronto after winning a championship in 2019. I mean, these coaches uh, winning a championship only buys you a year, maybe two at the most. Boonholzer. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Boonholzer. Yeah. No, all, all of the above. All of the above. Uh, Frank, two years after winning a chip, gone. Nurse, yeah. two years after, not nurse, uh, Boonholzer, two years after winning a chip, gone. Gone. And it's not even because the players revolted, right? The players didn't. Monty Williams they... taking the team to the finals two years right. later, gone. Right. so i'll tell you what though it's uh just very interesting to see how this plays out but also here today good man indeed he is the guy behind simblades simblades with a y.com plus also lakersball.com it is joe sorrow aka ox1947 good to see you my friend you wanted a show tonight so we're going to go ahead and and make sure that you go ahead and get everything off your chest because i know you had a correction to make as well and before you do i just wanted to go ahead and ask you real quick What's your thoughts on Vogel hitting becoming the next coach of the Phoenix Suns? I that that caught me by surprise. I didn't even hear that they were even talking to him. I heard Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse were in the final stages. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see if Doc Rivers is going to get a job. Uh, is he going to go to Toronto? Is that going to work? I think I think Doc might have to wait another year, take a year off, or we might, we might have seen the last of Doc as a head coach in the NBA. And as far as my correction, I was waiting for someone to say something. No one did, so I finally had to bring it up. October 17, 2022, we did a show. It was Gerald, Laker, Tom, and I, uh, where we were predicting who would win the championship. And Laker Tom and his prognosticating skill set of a something, something, picked the Celtics and the Warriors again. And I happened to pick Miami and Denver, except I had Miami beating Denver in the finals, which at the time I thought 
Miami would be a formidable team enough to beat the Denver team, but Denver's kind of gone up a notch and Jokic is actually playing better this year than he did the last two years where he won the MVP. So I'm going to stick with Miami, but it looks like Denver, especially if they win game two, are probably going to finish this off in five. So I, I just say, I'll say less than five. I'll say a sweep. Joe, you got Why do you keep going away? It's his, it's his Hilton Wi-Fi. It's his Hilton Wi-Fi. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, so. If, if he goes that, away. Here's here's the, here's, look, I, I, I watched, I, I, I get, I, you can call it watching the game yesterday. I don't know what it really was. I felt like I was watching a preseason game, honestly. Yeah, I it, was, it wasn't in the training. Yeah, it was that I just wanted to say that, and my wife wanted to make the the background a little bit more. Nicer. That that game oh, seriously nice. felt like a preseason game. It was so boring. I I I was dozing off. It was so boring. The wow. crowd was boring. The teams were boring, and I wasn't surprised Miami would be boring because they just ruined themselves, allowing the Celtics to come back from. 3-0 to almost yeah. winning it. So I knew they were going to lose game one for sure because they just didn't have enough gas. But they're going to have to win game two to have any shot at winning this title. They have to win game two. If they don't win game two, it's for sure dead in five. Four, because Miami's resilient, I'll give them one at home. But they're not leaving Denver in game five. They need right. to shoot more than two free throws. They weren't aggressive enough. They were. They were tired. That's what happens when you're tired. You're not going to go yeah. to the hole as much. No, exactly. And Denver, the reason why I'm going to give Miami a little bit of an opening is Denver has a habit of kind of crashing, especially at the end of games. Yes. And if Jimmy Buckets decides to start playing like Jimmy Buckets, you're going right. to lose those games. So that's it. That's that's the excitement of our 2023 NBA Finals matchup. Is I think the what, best matchup is the Lakers. I think the Finals matchup was the Lakers and the Nuggets. It, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how and, far and, this. And, and it was a terrible freaking series. Yeah, that series was also terrible. Yeah. I would the say seven, the most entertaining series I watched was Lakers Golden State. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Ending their dynasty is probably the highlight and capping of our season. So well, it was more of it was more of a you know well, I don't think we ended their dynasty. It, 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 we did end it, it, but it was it was coincidental. Yeah, if, that's if they if they had lost to the Charlotte Hornets, they right. it, they they would have ended the Golden State Warriors dynasty. We knew Bob Myers was at least I did, he was leaving. We know Draymond Green's not coming back. Clay is going to stay. Steph is going to stay. But yeah. they're going to try everything on uh, humanly possible to to figure out what they're going to do next. And it's they've not got a be- year to figure it out. Every they team got has got a year to figure it out under the Every new team. CBA. Yeah, you know, you don't get penalized. You don't get penalized based off your roster this summer. Just however you come into the come into the finish line next next summer. And the latest rumors, guys, have Jeannie Buss uh, reportedly uh, demanding that the Lakers under this new CBA never get over that second threshold. 
not just because oh. of the sheer penalization of monetarily. It's the fact that once you do, starting in 2024 and 2025, you can literally are just handcuffed on what you can do to make maneuvers to help your team win. No, you, you, they can't, no team, all teams. There's only there's only so much you can do. If you if you're so confident that you've drafted perfectly, you can re-sign your own guys. There's no penalty for re-signing your own guys. I'm 98.7% sure about at least based on what I've written so far. Again, I was we were talking about this pre-show. I would like I would hope that they'll release the actual CBA at least by the time the finals are over. Uh, you know, because people got to start making decisions and stuff. Um, and some of the way things, like some of the way they are going to readjust the BRI is kind of interesting. Like the way that they're going to let players invest in teams, the way players can take, uh, you know, gambling sponsorships to a certain degree. Uh, uh, conventional wisdom, wisdom says that the it's trade deadline on February of next year is going to be oh, wild. It's going to be, it's going to be, Bat guano loco, man. It's going to be, it is going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think anybody who watches basketball, I, I, I had high hopes for Miami if they could come out and like just punch Denver in the face in game one. And to see the way that, you know, Jokic kind of just stuck his hand out, and like you know, when a kid is trying to punch you, and you just kind of stick your hand out, and they, they, there's just no, they have no shot. They'll no, they'll never, they'll never reach you because you're quite, you're just, a, there's no getting around you. And that's, Jokic just looks like he's poised to dominate the NBA for two or three seasons if he can stay in shape, if he can stay injury free, if Murray can stay injury free, and they can stay hungry. Uh, that's a scary team. Uh, maybe not for the regular season. Uh, you know, they might not win the best record in the West every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after they win a championship, then that's when the whole, well, I don't care about the regular season. I just sets in for, for professional athletes somehow. Uh, even though as we've seen seating really does kind of matter, except in the Boston Miami season series, which was wacky. You know, I think, I think Denver has a distinct advantage playing at home, and that's something you're going to see. You'll you've seen throughout these playoffs. The first game for all the teams against Denver is really it's a slog. Then the second game they're a little better. Then they come home for two games. Then they have to reacclimate for game five. It's it's brutal. It's a brutal setup for the uh, for the visitors. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I'm here with Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Sweet. You got to go ahead and check him out at Lakerholics.com. Plus, Saturday at noon, he and Laker Tom, the guy, the man of a thousand proposed Laker trades. That's why that should be his new nickname. They are going to go ahead and take over the Lakers fast break. I'm also here with Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com and Simblades.com, my good friends indeed. 
one thing I wanted to ask you guys is something the chat has brought up because the latest hot rumored name, not Bobby Portis, not Trey Young, <laughs> not Kyrie Irving, Miles but- Turner. Miles Turner, you got it. And of course, uh, as uh, people are already commenting on chat, it's good to see that people are already retweeting and talking about Laker Tom proposed trades already because you know he's very giddy, Joe and Jamie, about his oh, uh, yeah. article. Giddy's, giddy's on, being mild. Because it's been, what, 150,000 tweets, uh, red, red, you know, 150,000 times his tweet is. I don't know. Something like that. It's just been huge for him. I'm very happy for him. Congratulations to Tom on such a large following on his tweet and his story based off of what his proposed things for what we're seeing with Miles Turner. But, guys, let me ask you this. Come on, seriously. Miles Turner, we've been dealing with this for exactly one calendar year now since the trades uh, rumors started kicking up between him and Buddy Heald coming to L.A. Is this a realistic answer? Do we want it to be a realistic answer, especially what the Lakers have you know, proposed in return? What Laker Tom has in return, now I'm sure he'll talk to you about this tomorrow, Jamie, is yeah. uh, Beasley... Uh, Bomba and the 29 first round pick for Miles Turner. That won't get it done. That, I don't think I wanted to get it done. Miles is Miles Turner the it, answer, Joe? What? What in the? <laughs> what? <laughs> what Sam Hill is going on around here? What was that again? For Miles okay. Turner, we Mo would Bamba. have to pick up. We Mo would Bamba. have to pick up the contract. Well, we have to pick up the contracts, which is uh, Mo right. Bamba about 10 million. Beasley about 16 and a half. 16 first, yeah. And so that's 26 and a half around there, plus a first round pick in 2029 for Miles Turner. And Turner's making like 28, 28, 5, something like that. Why the hell yeah. would Indiana do that trade? They won't. They won't. You would Why have to the add hell it. is Kevin Pritchard going to do that trade who hates the Lakers? Wake the freak up. Where? How are you going to start telling me that Cuban's going to trade Kyrie Irving to us well, next? I hope not. I hope not. No, uh, you know I got it. God bless you. It's like not going to happen. This is keep ridiculous. Those, I'm, not I'm not even reading. I'm not even reading stuff. I saw, I saw Bobby Portis in a picture while I was scrolling. I said, "What the f- is this?" He's Bobby Portis, Laker. How? From where? From where we're going to get this guy? We don't have any money to get that guy. We have Mo Bamba, Beasley for anyone. There, No one is going to trade for those guys unless you're getting the same quality in return. And by the way, you're going to have to give up assets for that too. They're talking Why the hell would you do that? First round pick. The there trade. is no trade. Forget about trades. It's over. We're done with trades. The only way the Lakers do any kind of trade is if a superstar demands to come to L.A. That's it. There is no other way anyone of any relevance is coming to the Lakers unless Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal goes, I want to go to L.A., send me there now, or I'm going to throw the table over. And, and what does Beasley <laughs> – okay, Beasley and, and Bamba as – My favorite just, table. Be, Beasley and Bamba, 
just get you uh, some flexibility Beasley in a year. Beasley and Bamba get you dick. You Nothing. Zero. Where is this thinking come from? Where's this fantasy land? They don't help your I team go win. There. I want to go to this fantasy land. Oh, you can't go. No, you can't go there. We Nobody... need to figure this. We need to. It requires lots getting... of drugs. It requires, yeah. It requires... Stop with this. And that's the problem is, is people do too much drugs. And they think <laughs> they think that it doesn't affect them because it might be, you know, low rent drugs. Come on. This is this is stupid. Okay. We're, we're supposed to go into the offseason. I'm already in the offseason because that game last night was absolutely abhorrent. I, yeah. I that was a absolute disgusting display of basketball for a finals game. Seriously, I was beyond bored. Uh, it wasn't just the fact that the Nuggets blew them out. It was the, the, the fans were lifeless. The teams were lifeless. I don't blame Miami for being lifeless because they just played a couple nights before. It's, yeah. it, it's the Lakers need to do two things in this offseason. Number one, figure out who the hell they're keeping. And number two, figure out how the hell they're going to use those guys to help LeBron be preserved for the 82 game regular season. We can't have, we can't let what happened last year happen. Last year wasn't really all of our fault. They 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 fixed it at the deadline, but it was too late. Yeah. LeBron needed the first four months to be preserved, but he couldn't because we had Russell Westbrook on the team, and he he's terrible. So the Lakers have two things that they need to do. They need to get out of this. They're not going to be in fantasy land, and I, I know I'm not. I'm not going, even if I was invited. I'm not doing it. I'm not reading your tweets. I'm not reading your stupid – Lakers are interested in Roberto Clemente's coffin. I'm not listening to any of it. All of it. None of it. None of it. Because it's not real. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. You're clicking there reading garbage. Alex still is convinced, uh, like like Laker Tom. Tom. I mean, they will not. uh, Alex, and I give him all the props, because he and Laker Tom are going to die on that Miles Turner hill. Uh, uh, they're uh, going to uh, go up on that hill and they're going to defend themselves and they're going to just stay on that hill until the cows come home, my friend. You know, not uh, I. First of all, his his injury history gets me squeamish. Okay, the fact that he has not been able to stay healthy consistently and played only well enough to earn himself a big fat contract. It it really is just I know he's just he's a good player with a lot of skills who just has not been able to go ahead and combine it into one to lift his team up into a better position. Doesn't that scare you? At least Jamie is the fact that he has these skills. He can pop out to three. He can go ahead and block shots and defend the rim. He could do a lot of these things, but he's never done it to the point consistently where it's elevated his team to a superior level. Yeah. I mean, I think this, uh, listen, some of this is what, comes with the really exciting and fun territory of being a Lakers fan. You have to like, it's like, it's, it's like every day you show up at school and there's a food fight over this player or that trade or this or that. And like, I'm like Joe, I, 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 I tune it right out. Like I could, uh, I mean, you know, Gerald, I, I, for, for two years running, I predicted no trades that there will be no trades. And then, there were no trades. 
And I, I, in year three of my prediction streak, I got Rob finally uncorked his uh, midseason trade cherry, and uh, here we are. Uh, and he did. I, I give Rob a lot of credit. He credit. He he turned the ship around, right? He turned the ship around, and whatever we do this summer, whatever roster we maintain from this season into next, is an improvement over the whatever we had going before, which was diddly squat. Um, listen, a a a a, a mid, and I I don't know that Miles Turner's ever. I know he's never been voted into the All-Star game. I don't think he's even ever played in the All-Star game. Um, he's never made All-NBA anything. He's not going to preserve anyone. Miles Turner is somebody who has to have the offense run for him to get his shots. He doesn't create his own shots. He's not a great offensive rebounder. He's not a great rebounder, period, for a guy his size because he's always out at the three-point line. And that's my knock against Bamba. And that's my knock against any stretch five is that if you don't have a fantastic rebounding team around these quote-unquote unicorn players who stand there when they should have their keisters under the basket rebounding the basketball, you're going to lose. You're going to have – you might score more points than if, you know – I don't understand the, I don't understand the, the, the theory. Um, I, I do think that uh, Zangerstein has some great points in the chat. I agree that the Lakers' best option – to get a high impact player will not be this summer when the guy, when the only pieces you want to move have low value. The only pieces you really want to move are Bamba and Beasley. Their value is low. Uh, if you decide to pick up their contracts. If yeah. yeah uh, to be honest, I, I think they just go both go floating away the, that we'll just, well, we won't pick up the option. Uh, you know, I could see us partially guarantee guaranteeing like a chunk of Bamba's salary and trading him someone somewhere from maybe a, a second round draft pick or to grease the wheels of some sort of trade with somebody else for a favor on down the line or something like that. Cause that's kind of the, that's kind of the interesting aspect about his contract is it is for 10 million, but it's none of it's guaranteed. So the Lakers can say like, Oh, well, all right, we'll pay you like 2 million or 5 million or whatever. And we'll work you into this deal. And then it's up to the other team to decide if they want to pick up the rest. We just have to guarantee part of Mo, of Mo Bamba's contract. And I don't know what the minimum of that is, but you're not getting savings with, with Beasley. You either pick up the Lakers are the only team that can get savings from Malik Beasley. The Lakers are the only team that can decide to pick up his option or not. And if we trade him, then we have to pick up his option, which means the team that's getting him it doesn't get a choice. They don't then get to turn around and say, Oh, uh, I don't like this guy, and we're going to save sixteen and a half million. You'll save sixteen and a half million when his contract expires next summer, uh, but you'll go through the whole season with him or some chunk of change about that size uh, on the roster. And so that's why I think it's just highly unlikely. If there was a way that you know you could get the trade where like another team could chop that twenty-six mil off their roster size or their salary cap, yeah, that would that would be huge at the trading deadline. That would be huge at the trading deadline, but. Both contracts will be fully guaranteed by the trade deadline. So I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't see it. I don't, I, I'm with Sangerstein. I don't see an end summer off season trade that will vault the Lakers from a point of, you know, third, fourth best team in the Western conference to the clear runaway with the, with the, with the, with the conference. And the reason isn't because of the trade that we may or may not make. It's because LeBron is old and getting older. And that's 
that it all just that's that's the vine. All of these fun scenarios, all these whoop-de-doo trade proposals and rumors, and all this kind of weird fake imaginary hoopla that people like to get worked up over. Uh, it all dies on that vine of reality. LeBron is old. <laughs> he's not getting younger, and he's probably either gonna. I don't know if he'll get surgery even. I think he might just try to like self, he might go to the, the best, the LeBron James of foot doctors again and do whatever he did to like walk around on it. And I, I think that that's going to be a big problem. Um, and so, I don't think AD's, I don't think AD's going to get surgery on his floating bone particle in his foot, which means that could just crack at any po- po- moment in time and put him out for a year. So would so, you look at uh, possibly trading? And moving AD, I've advocated that for two years running, but the Lakers won't advocate for that. That 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 would require input from AD or 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 Clutch. AD or Clutch would have to ask for that, and I don't, I I don't I don't see that. The only place AD would want to go, I feel like, would be Chicago, and I don't even think he'd want to go there, mainly because of the roster. Um, they're they're another team that's in the same boat. They can't they can't just let Vukovic walk because then they just get back to the cap. They lose that level of contract worth of talent, and so that's the real game people got to be wondering at. If and to be honest, hearing uh, you know I forget when you said it, but you know Genie will not go that second apron. It's never going to be hit. I'll be surprised if any team hits it other than the Warriors and maybe Brooklyn at some point. Um, she, well, she not never, now. It's going to take a she, lot for for Brooklyn to hit it. Although Ben Simmons has to be off the team first. You're right. I mean, it's just I, 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 I you know, his contract's huge. That other guy's contract. Clippers are, are the other prime team right the, now. Though. Clippers, no, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna blow that up. The uh, Go ahead, John. No, I don't, I don't agree. I haven't agreed with any of your comments, Gerald. Sorry. Uh, this as is far not, as what? As far as the rewarding GMs for drafting well. If you draft well, you're not going to be able to pay these guys. No, if you no. draft well and you build your team well from the ground and, up. And Zangerstein said something about uh, it how, will. how, I'd, I'd how they're, they're basically going to create a super rich and then kind of bottom feeders because you're not going to have enough money to put towards the 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 mid-tier guys the middle class guys that are making 15 20 mil because if you draft well and you have let's say two or three stars like let's say golden state right they drafted steph curry clay thompson and draymond green if those guys end up being what like if somebody drafts those guys and they get the max you have no room other than it's worse than when LeBron went to Miami in 2011. I'm talking about the advent of the CBA going forward. If you draft players under that new CBA, it's going to reward you for building teams from the ground up, starting with the 2024-2025 season. How is that Not what you have you? it now. As far as the teams, as far as you build over lower salary players, well, when you have to pay them, it's going to, it's as it's CBA is going to be requiring a lot of these teams to go ahead and build these stars from the ground up to go ahead and make, you know, it's giving exemptions. It's giving uh, benefits to teams, to building these stars, retaining their stars and keeping these stars as opposed to letting them walk in free agency or trying to make major trades for them. That's what it's doing. I'm talking about it's trying it's to build parity. It's trying guys. to build parity in the league. 
I'm talking about when it's time to to to, to pay these guys. I'm not talking about when they draft or. Well, then you have to draft. make fiscal decisions for your team whether or not on how high you want to go. Do you want what level of tax do you want to go into? Do you want to go in this first level or do you want to go in the second, which will be much costlier for your team long term? And that's that's the question that the new CBA will, will be able to do for you as far as uh, the questions that you now have to ask yourself. And of course, the rumors, like I said, Joe, that that, uh, you know, that, that we're hearing about Genie not wanting under any circumstances to go beyond into that second tax zone area. Once that new CBA kicks in is, uh, you know, whether or not it's true or not, most owners or most governors, Joe, are probably going to go ahead and advise their GMs to make sure they skirt around that at the very least. I guess we'll see in a few years here how this plays out. Uh, We'll definitely will, indeed. But my friend, I want to ask you this, Joe, when it comes to what we're seeing in the chat, there's other names, Van Vliet, uh, there's Porzingis. You know, there, there's other names in free agency. Uh, Van Vliet can become a free agent if he decides to go ahead and, and skew his last year of his contract, which he's most likely going to do since it's only $22 million. Your thoughts on Van Vliet? Uh, would you be interested in him, picking him up? I don't think the Lakers could afford him because he's going to probably want $30 million or more. For I'm, not interested. I'm not interested in talking about players that have no chance of coming to L.A. Okay. No one I mean, gonna, that's, that's, the, that, that's the reality. How the hell are we going to get these guys, folks? It's just not the NFL, and you have cap space where you can go sign someone. The Lakers have no money. They would have to sign and trade. Who's going to pick? There's only one player that the Lakers are hopefully about to sign, and that's Austin Reeves that might have a little bit of leverage for someone. But then what are you doing with that? You're just going to make a lateral move, right? You're going to find maybe somebody – that has equal skill set or effectiveness for your team, if 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 it if anything, right? But you're likely gonna have to give up assets for that too. I ain't giving anyone jack squat. I'm drafting at 17, hoping that I get someone that's really, really good. And then signing Reeves and signing Vando. And then after that, I want Rui back. But I don't know if they're going to have enough money to do all three. I just want someone that can actually play some defense. Hopefully, Vando can be dedicated this year to to because he's going to be very cost effective in the summer. Hopefully, he can practice this summer hitting those corner threes because if he can hit those at a thirty-five to thirty-eight percent clip, it, it's a huge difference because he's good because he's good on the other end of the, the floor. Plus, try to build his confidence a little bit. I think a lot of times. He, he kind of would get lost in his own head on, on his effectiveness. And he shouldn't shouldn't have that mindset. I think Darvin Ham needs to work on that. He's yeah. very capable and he's very skilled and he's very athletic. There's no reason a, that guy should have any lack of confidence. Even if he stinks on on offense, at least on defense, he's he's doing his job. Yeah. It's so funny because he's you guys are awesome in the chat. I want to give you first props on that. But Jamie, I mean, it's just so funny. Is this like sign and trade D'Lo and Beasley? It's just pick up their contracts, Beasley, yeah, just pick D'Lo. Yeah, just <laughs> trade them. Let's, let's, Every team let's in the league. Let's go get Pablo. Yeah, let's and trade them for Pablo. So and, let's, and let's all eat caviar. Caviar for all. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know, might as well just go see if my if, if Pat Riley will give us Jimmy, Jimmy Butler for 
for uh, for Mo oh. Bamba and, and and a newly signed D'Angelo Russell. Let's oh, let's I'm... let's let's talk about that. I like that. that you know, I, like, I like that well trade a lot. I'm into that trade. He, oh yeah, he's a hot. Van Fleet is not a thirty million dollar year player. Sorry, Neither I wouldn't give Steven. that guy. No. I'd give him. I'd give him twenty for three years if I had cap space. But because he does have championship pedigree and he does do a few things that I think the Lakers would need to to to, to supplant LeBron and AD when they're not on. But this is that it's it's hot air. It's it does. It's, there's no reason to talk about that. That. That's just not going to happen. And the, the Lakers are going to have to sign D'Angelo because of his yeah. – because of the contract situation. You can't lose that number. Yeah. And hope that we have another deadline where someone – this time we're going to need someone to demand to leave like Durant did. But that's, maybe, maybe that's, that's the only way that this team it looks different uh, during the 24th season. Well, the thing I want to ask you guys, though, is in the chat, they're also talking about some examples. Uh, and I don't know if you could really apply those because remember, they were under different CBA rules. The first is the Oklahoma City growing uh, young crew of, of Harden, uh, Russ, and KD. I mean, you can't really say and compare those three, getting those three and, and you know, where they were at that time when they went to the finals because. They beat the Lakers. They went to the finals. But the thing is, though, soon after that, Harden wanted to, you know, to get out of the six-man role, and he wanted to play on his own, and he wanted to go ahead and be the man and be the star and get paid. Uh, 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 that's not my what I remember. Sorry if I'm being a contrarian here, but I, my, I have a good memory of this. The the reason why he left. Oh, that's was, right, because Presti didn't want to pay. Didn't want to pay him the max. Yeah, now, you're right. A, no, you're right. Here's you're another right. thing. Thank you for the correction. Here's another thing. He was. But ass terrible in the finals. In the finals, I'm talking terrible. He's bad in the playoffs. In so everyone, and, and you're can right about Ibaka. You're right. Everyone about can Ibaka. sit yeah. there and say, "Oh, I can't believe Presti did this." At the time, Harden choked harder. I'm not going to say that. Sucked. <laughs> wait, I'm not going to say that either. Uh, blue. blue. Oh, wait, that's not going to work either. Uh, didn't play well. <laughs> at all in the most important game. And this is with a team that went up 1-0. Yeah. They went up 1-0. They were three game wins away. But you're right momentum. about Sam Presti not wanting to pay in Oklahoma City over the tax at that time. Well, that too. See, and that's the other thing is all this stuff about trying to keep the Lakers and the Knicks or whoever from paying a lot of money, you're going to jack your mid-level teams worse. Because yeah. even if they draft well, just like Oklahoma City did. They couldn't pay James Harden. They couldn't pay him, and they lost him. And they lost what should have been the Oklahoma City Thunder dynasty where the Golden State Warriors were. Yep. That should have been the team. Why was Golden State able to do it? Why? Funny, ca funny caveat about Harden. They didn't even get – they got nothing for Harden. He just won. Yeah, they got Kevin Martin and something. Like, like they were paying Kevin Martin what? 35 mil anyways, you might as well pay this guy. No. Yep. Well, I'm glad yep. I didn't because that part I didn't make didn't make any sense. That part didn't make any sense to me. But also has been given a rules the G uh, the Golden State. Now Golden State, they found a loophole with that with the way the CBA uh that when they got the 2017 one, that rose up dramatically. They learned there wasn't after a loophole, that. Gerald. It yeah, was, they found the 
it was the luck of the contract that Steph Curry signed because yep. of his but, but also the CBA, the TV contract kicked in and they got the big bump up all in one time instead of smoothing it out over a series of period of years. That's how they were able to get Kevin Durant. But the reason why they had that run was that the you know the owners were willing to go ahead and pay uh, the taxes or or I don't want to give dudes the wind horse you know checkbook analogy that he used that got him a whole lot of flack, but they certainly are willing willing to go ahead and pay into the tax to go ahead and keep that team. For it had more to do with the fact that Steph Curry had to sign a marginal contract and it allowed them to have enough money to go after and sign Durant outright. That was the that was the real big difference. That's really but, what it was. But but in recent years, the reason why they won again was again the fact that they were willing to go into the luxury tax, well into the luxury tax. And most where, most comp, most teams do that are big markets and owners that have some money, especially if they're winning championships. Doctor Bus was willing to overpay when he was winning championships. When we when we weren't a favorite when we weren't winning he was like no nah, i'm not going to bring robert Ory back in 2003 because he didn't play well and uh if that's how it's going to be i'm not going to pay for it i'm not going to overpay if robert Ory hits that three in game five and the lakers beat uh san antonio in 03 robert Ory would have been back the following year because i believe the lakers would have won game six or seven or whatever and gone yeah. on to four p so it, it's it's just I mean, that 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 those scenarios you can you can play with you, those are fun to, to to think about and discuss because it's the what if thing is always kind of intriguing sometimes it's interesting if things but work. under this current CBA you know the like like Empire Jeff TV is trying to say what I'm trying to correlate is that they've been willing to go into the repeater tax again and again and again simply to keep those that you know that core together even with or without KD. So that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is and they got a they got a title title uh, a year ago from it. it, it yeah. It, in the end, yeah. it in the end is when you win a championship, none of this really matters, especially if you're already rich. Okay, so you lost money, but you you put hardware in your in your in your office. I think that the, the most concerning thing right now for the for the NBA, and I don't know who's PRing their their situation, but. They have two major issues going on right now. No one's talking about it. Number one, they have an idiot ref who's doing burner account stuff, who's who 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 was the worst ref in my book the entire season and cost the Lakers <laughs> a very big one, game. At least one game. At least, uh, yeah. And God knows who lost because of him during the year. The other is have, you guys. I don't know if you guys this this support in gambling is starting to cause a problem. Yeah. Stuff that they talked about years ago that they didn't want to get involved in, in with, this is what's going on. And again, the reason why sports in, ha, has kind of elevated the gambling thing is because cord cutting and the regular people who were turned off by sports, by getting the gambling thing supported, you're now going to continue to have those guys who don't give two craps about any player, any team, any political thing or social thing. They just want to watch the game to see if they're going to win or lose money. That's how these sports leagues are thinking now. Same thing with the beer. Remember when they wouldn't let players do beer commercials? 
Yep. That doesn't matter anymore. They don't care. Now let's let's feed them in alcohol and, and gambling. Let's get yep. those guys because now the regular folks are like, eat this. If this is what you're going to do, then we don't want to watch it. Well, okay. Going and these into regional that. channels, I'm sure you heard about what happened with the Padres. Valley Padres Sport. have a $250 million payroll. And Diamond reneged on their payment. Yep. Guys. So they have to go to court. And, and the court just decided that, that they have to, I think they have to honor all those deals. They have to end up, despite going into bankruptcy, I think. Uh, how, how are you going to honor it when you have no money? Yeah. That's, I, I'm just telling you what I just saw. It's as like, far it's as like the suing a, a guy with no insurance and doesn't have citizenship in this country. How are you going to get your money? What do you think should happen with that? Do you think somebody should come along? You think uh, it might become attractive for, let's say, uh, you know, a streaming outlet? Let's say, I, I don't know, throw any streaming outlet that you want. Go in and buy low on uh, on Diamond to get a whole ton of sports options. I'm not a big as- fan of streaming typically because I like the convenience of an actual. Uh, let's say you were running net- Netflix or or running a Disney Plus or something like that. Would that be something you you think of maybe swooping in on and buying on the cheap? I, I think. I, I mean, are you talking in terms of how currently Disney's being run? Or any any streaming out. Let's say Paramount Plus or anybody. Let's right. say you. Well, well, you're, you've mentioned two and uh, Netflix. I don't. I somewhat kind of recovered from some of their lulls, but Disney right now and Paramount are struggling. Yeah. To to do what you're talking about. So no, I I, I wouldn't because who wants to pay? Who's watching the Padres? The the reason why the Padres have a two hundred fifty million dollar. Uh, Payroll. But remember, it's also owner, for the upcoming basketball. The owner, the owner is a cancer survivor, and he's one of those few rare guys that are like, you know what? I don't care. I can't take it with me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. Right. So I. It, but this, also remember, remember, it also includes the basketball teams and all all the other sports. That's um, you know, a lot of other sports. I am not. I am not a supporter of streaming sports. Only when it's when I'm traveling. When I want to come home, I want to turn on the TV, have a DVR that's easily accessible, and watch sports. This YouTube thing with the NFL ticket is trash. It's garbage. I don't want to watch goddamn freaking football game on YouTube. I don't want to watch that. And I don't want to watch a replay after the damn game. There's nothing worse than watching a, a regular season game when you know the results. It's boring. So... It's all messed up because you have a bunch of idiots running these things. Greed, like usual, runs all this stuff. And they overpay to get advertisers thinking they can get them. It's just, it's, it's, it, it, it became this, oh, well, we're going to cut the cord. And, but they made like five, 1,500 different ways to watch something instead of one source. One source. Now I gotta. Now you see eighteen different widgets of. Oh, you want to watch this? Get Paramount. Now you have eighteen more logins that you have to remember. <laughs> Tell me how, in a progressive society, you're 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 making it more complicated. Electric cars. I know I'm kind of veering off here, but electric you cars. You're telling me when I drive for six hours to somewhere, right? I drive up the coast sometimes. To go visit friend, uh, family and friends up up north where I'm from. Look, I I fill up once, okay. You know how long it takes me to put gas? 
like three, four minutes. Now you're telling me I got to go buy a car that has to be plugged in and I got to wait there 45 minutes to freaking charge it? What are you kidding me? No. Everything's jacked up, everything. And they're just jacking it up even more. The CBA is jacking up more things. It's supposed to control the Lakers and all these high-priced billionaire guys when it's actually just making the sport worse. It's it's making it more complicated. Oh, well, we don't want you guys dropping $60 million for Damian Lillard. That's, that's really what they're saying. Don't pay those guys 60 mil. No one has argued that. No, there was no conflict with the CBA. There was no conflict. Everybody just, oh yeah, just tell Michelle Roberts, yeah, we, we we're good. Put it up, put whatever you want on there. What what the, what happened? What? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is there something in that CBA that guarantees everybody eight million dollars a year for the rest of their life that I didn't know about? Nope. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com, with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA. There's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Bally Sports, Diamond Sports, whatever uh, the parent company, Diamond Sports, is going to be doing uh, coming up with as far as the decisions it has to make as far as going through bankruptcy and going through their legal troubles and trying to stay afloat in any way, shape, or form. But before we head on out, Jamie and, and Joe, wanted to ask you real quick. We know the NBA Finals is going on. Uh, again, we're not predicting a much longer uh, time frame for it being alive for the Nuggets. I think it's going to be just, again, whether or not they give up one game in Miami or not. But Jamie and Joe, I think at some point in time, we still need to go ahead and focus on the offseason like we're doing now. The crazy Laker Tom trades are being rampant everywhere and everybody's talking about what they should do and not do. But, okay, let's say you need to go ahead and sit down in the front office. Where would you start first, Jamie, with building a team that you think in the long run could beat Denver or whoever it is is at the top of the Western Conference and the NBA Finals? I improve us at the center position. Okay, with who? Uh, I, 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 well, I, I, let me do this too. First, you, you, you do, you go, and I heard that there was a price that the Lakers were to pay. You pay to keep Austin Reeves. If somebody gives him 120 million, that's three years away. That, 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 that 60 mil per season is is three seasons out. The first two seasons are going to be at 12. You, you live with that, and then you deal with the 60 million. When it gets here, you keep you pay to keep Austin Reeves now. I say you go for a center like. I mean, he's not big, but there's. I mean, if if I thought Vukovic was going to walk, I would be willing to hard cap us to get Vukovic. Uh, I don't think he or Lopez is going to switch teams, and I, I, I and they're just too pricey for us anyway. 
I think an attainable. I, I, the irony of us talking about retain, come, you know, Brooke Lopez coming back is just. Oh, I hated. I hated when we lost Brooke Lopez. I hated when we lost Brooke Lopez. He was the perfect center to play. I was. We didn't have LeBron at the time, uh, and the reason we let him go is because we were going for LeBron. Who wants a jump shooting center that's outside shooting threes? That's oh, I but heard. that's the, that's the other thing. His inside game solid too. He's just a solid all around player. Uh, I could see the I Lakers know, going. Just, I'm just echoing could... what was said at that time. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Uh, that's the other problem with the wonderful, great thing about being a Lakers fan: the grass is always greener. Um, that and seventeen I could see banners, a... huh? That and seventeen banners in the Raptors. That helps. Well, that that part's awesome, but you have oh, that that begets this this weird culture of we'll trade garbage for gold every every summer, and I I, I can't. I'm with you. I can't. I can't. I just got to tune the garbage for gold. Lakerholics.com. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be diving into it tomorrow. So I'll, I'll we'll, we'll all see how that goes. Uh, if you've ever watched the train wreck in slow motion, uh, I, I say, I think we need to go after somebody like Clint Capella, uh, somebody who is under contract. That if you, I would love a Kongwu actually. But somebody, you know, Capella's not bad. No, Capella's fine. Kongu's fine. Some uh, T- Tillman, Z- Xavier Tillman from Memphis. Yes. Somebody like that who's just going to, like Kevin Looney, who's just going to do the job. Do the job under in the paint and under the basket. Defend the rim to the best of your abilities. Rebound the living hell out of the ball. And set screens when required and cut to the rim and try to get offensive rebounds on offense. There will be no plays run for you as on this Laker team. You don't get plays run for you. You will be saving AD for the playoffs. And that's the only way I see us getting through the regular season somewhat ready for the playoffs. If we do another, you know, AD plays 50, 60 games, LeBron plays 40, 50 games kind of season, and we have D'Lo, and he's like 12% better in the regular season than he is the playoffs, and like, let's even say we roll in with one of Beasley or Bamba, and one of them shoots the three ball okay in the regular season, because that's all they really do. And everybody, nobody had contract year, uh, contract year performance boosts, right? I mean, that's something, you, even with Reeves, you know, contract year. Rui Hachimura, contract year. D'Lo, contract year. Uh, the only guy who balled out, and it wasn't a contract year, was Vando. Uh, I mean, team team option to pick up his very, very modest, uh, I think, $5.7 million salary, 5.8. Um, but they're picking that up. Barring Dame Lillard asking for a trade and that money is what makes it work, we're picking that up, you know, and, and he's going to be a Laker. So, um thanks search and destroy uh i i i think we need to improve at the center position and i think we need to have continuity and i think we need to that includes probably overpaying a little bit for dennis Schroeder. uh i would let lonnie walker go in lieu of dennis Schroeder. i think uh, I've, been, I've been going back and forth on that one if it came down to keeping one or the other. I know that Lonnie is probably the more dynamic player. And certainly... Well, Lonnie's also the one that probably is going to more likely want to go in anyways after the way he was hidden in the uh, off the 
you know, the the rotation for quite a few weeks. Before yeah, he came back I, right I, in the playoffs. I took note uh, for all of it, all, ever, that game that he basically helped us win, that 15-point fourth quarter explosion he threw together. I couldn't help but notice uh, how just about every single one of his uh, postseason interviews was about me, my my team, my circle, my, me, my, me, my. I, me, me, my, me, me, my, me, me, my, me, me, my. Uh, so I, I, I don't think he's going to stay. I don't think, I mean, barring us offering him the most money, I don't, I don't, I don't see Lonnie Walker for staying like Ernie House. So, you know, I, I think you got to kind of overpay to, uh, I think you got to kind of overpay to keep Schroeder by, you know, like a mill. It's going to take like three, four mil to keep Schroeder. Like the vet minimum he would make is two, seven, two, eight, something like that. So you're going to have to go like a mill or so over that to, to probably keep him in purple and cold. And I think it's worth it. Uh, because he and he and Reeves have a pretty decent defensive chemistry, and a pretty decent offensive chemistry. Uh, they both are smart and know how to play the game. Uh, Schroeder of the two is actually the more questionable decision maker. Uh, he's he's prone for a odd foray into the paint now and then. Um, but um, I you know I I think I think just keeping the momentum going is the biggest thing, you know, like the LeBron James retirement thing, I think by design was like to just like take all the air out of everything. I think that, I think that by his own design, he, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was really just being exhausted and disheartened uh, by the thorough beating that the Nuggets handed down over a four game series where every punch that we threw that was our quote-unquote best punch, which I, to be honest, I never thought we threw our best punch in that whole series. I thought AD was kind of muted that whole entire series. Uh, Obviously, D'Angelo Russell never had a good game, and so as a result, we never really threw our best punch. Um, But I think that, you know, and I'm sure his foot was killing him, but I think he also wanted to, like, for lack of a better phrase, keep it real. Like if we did, we, you know, we gold star for effort, right? We tried really hard. We accomplished nothing for a team that rates seasons based on, did you put a banner on the wall or not? We, 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 we accomplished nothing. Um, so, you know, people will be like, Oh, we got out from under, you know, we should have got, we should have not, we should have never gotten, into the Russell Westbrook business, and it took us too long to get out of the Russell Westbrook business. Uh, you could make an argument that we got out the best possible way uh, at the time. Uh, you know, back against the wall, trade deadline. Very possible that Russ just walks away this summer and says, "No, I'm not going to come back and say goodbye to my 47 million dollars or a good chunk of my 47 million dollars in cap space and good luck next season." You know, we got something for Westbrook. Uh, we didn't give up the farm. That you know that that's a kudos in my book. You know, good job. You you did your job, Rob. You did your job finally. Good job. You know, way to way to show up to work at the last possible moment and put in a put in a solid solid eight. Way to put in a solid eight. So, you know, I, I I'm not I I I I I like I was in favor of the trades. I like the players who got the trades. I don't see this season as being this flash turning point of and now we're like rolling. I think there's still a lot of work to do. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of holes in the lineup as it is. Uh, 
Uh, and we're we're still a top-heavy uh, salary cap team. And we will be until we, you know, homebrew some talent. I want to go ahead and make sure to let you know, uh, Jamie, it's, it's four and a half, 4.6 million uh, to pick up the contract on Jared Vanderbilt, just to let you know. It's four, not six. five. Yeah, I thought four, it was six. five. I thought it was five, five, seven, no, five, it's, eight. Okay. Uh, it's four, it's six. Even, and then, even, and then, it's nothing. It's a pittance. He's a Laker next season. And like, uh, before I get it over to Joe, I wanted to make sure and remind everyone, I think we give a, a for granted, we take it for granted that the team will go ahead unless an outrageous offer comes out for restricted free agency, but they're going to tender a qualifying offer at 7.7 million for Rui uh, Hashimura. He'll ultimately probably get an offer somewhere between 10 to 17 million a year. But I think that the Lakers, if they, you know, if the price doesn't get too heavy, will go ahead and try to do what they can to retain him after his performance uh, in the playoffs. Joe, I wanted to go ahead and ask you this before we head on out, my friend. And that is something that Zangerstein, a great part of our Lakers fast break community, and I love it whenever she's able to stop by on the show. Uh, she was talking about some other options for the Lakers that uh, in free agency like uh, Yuta, Wancho, she was talking about those guys, Wancho, her, 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 uh, Hernan Gomez, Wancho, Hernan Gomez, and and Yuta also as well. Those guys, as far as being able to go ahead, Yuta Watanabe from Brooklyn, and then, of course, you know about Wancho, Hernan Gomez as well. Those guys being part of pickups maybe that you can get on the cheap who performed reasonably well in, during the course of the season, Joe, those guys were good, were solid, but the problem is, Sangerstein, you're forgetting that at the end of the year and in the playoffs, those guys disappeared as far as playing any real time in the playoffs for those two teams. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. You know, when it, when push came to shove, those two players didn't get a chance to go ahead and shine. So it probably gets them a little bit on the cheaper side going forward. So they may be attainable in free agency, but are they something that the Lakers really want to go after in free agency? I think they're good players. I think they can they can actually you know do some good things in regular season. Question is, are they difference makers in the playoffs? No, and probably not well, that much. Of well, we didn't think the same thing. We thought the same thing about Rui that he wasn't going to be a difference maker. You know, with with his yeah, but Rui had glimpses of of dropping. He dropped thirty. You know, not too long before we traded for him. The, and then he dropped a zero as well. Yeah, the the thing is with the with the situation right now is is we we have to come to an understanding that AD is not a center. Mm-mm. I think that's something that we also have to f- figure out this summer is he can't be he can't guard three guys every night. No, as great as he is, that right. can't. He can't. You're. I'm hearing things like Jokic kind of did him in. Jokic guards air on the other side of the court, and he can do whatever he wants in front of AD because AD's worried about this guy leaking, that guy leaking, that guy jumping, and then like, how are you going to focus on Jokic when you're covering D'Angelo's guy? You can't. And on top of that, as soon as he sits down, it's like Shaq in 2000. You got John Sally's coming off the bench. You're <laughs> screwed for 10 minutes. They have to get a center yeah. who can 
who can help AD during AD playing. At least. Who is that guy? No one that I've seen that will be available. We're going to have to get lucky. Either in the draft or get someone at the mid-level exception that maybe the market changed for him during the during during the during free agency. I don't know who that would be though. Um this I mean, is Wananabe, six nine, was shooting it well from the outside. Problem is again, what happened in Brooklyn to constitute him being hidden on the bench by the time the playoffs were done? Yeah, what 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 usually does? Why did why did Mo Bamba get sent to the bench before his injury? Yeah. Can't play defense. Lonnie Walker. Play defense. Look at look at uh, Thomas Bryant. He wanted out of L.A. He wanted to play more. He played less in Denver. <laughs> He'll get a ring, but he played a lot less. Yeah. yeah, he played less because he does not have lateral movement in an era of basketball where if you can't guard fast guys on the perimeter or shooters that are down in the block and back to the three-point line, you have no shot at being successful. You're just not. It's just not going to work. You, you're doing the regular season. You do. You can. You can get by in the regular season just being a scorer. Being a one-trick pony works in the regular season. In the playoffs, you're on the bench, and that's that's the only difference I see. I, I that's that's where I could see a, a use for a Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant showed me he can be a calorie player. He can put up calorie stats in the regular season. But I th- I agree with Joe when it come when push comes to so- shoving the playoffs and it becomes about defense. And about little things like exactly the thing Joe brought up, lateral quickness and your ability to help and recover back into the paint. If you can't do that, you're you're, you're just going to get exposed, and it it'll happen in the first series. <laughs> if, I mean, look if, at look at look at Denver with KCP. You know, we talk about that 2020 team. Jamie mentioned Game Six, first half of Game Six. I I'm with him. That is that was one of the greatest defensive performances I've ever seen. Ever and he started at the right time. He started had, taking the ball to the basket. You had MCP and Caruso on the perimeter with the baddest big man on defense I have seen since Hakeem. Do it all at once. Miami couldn't do Jack. You know what? Yep. The guy needs help. They all need help. LeBron needs to play 29 minutes a game the entire season. AD needs someone to back him up, at least if he can sit down. And if you really want to make AD an MVP, you got to leave him at the power forward position. Yep. We got that's that's Rob's job this summer. I agree. Can he put that together? That's going to be the fun part and seeing if it can happen. Because maybe they're Sorry, go ahead. Jimmy. No, I, no I, was just, I was just gonna say, I give him a thirty percent shot. It's very difficult. It's it's even if, if yeah. he doesn't make it work, I'm not gonna hold it against him in a lot of ways because it's impossible when you have no money, and the guys that you have to sign, other than Austin Reeves, are question marks. Rui is somewhat of a question mark because if you do bring him back, you got to pay him a little bit more money than you probably want to. But then if you pay him, how the hell are you gonna pay? D'Angelo, 
25, 30 mil, if that's what he demands, the, the good thing there is who, who else is going to pay him that money? I don't think anyone else will, really. Who's going to pay D'Angelo 30 mil for four years? I don't think anybody. Maybe 80 at 20. Maybe 80, 20 per at, for four years. May, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But I, I'm going to be watching San Antonio for the, the Reeves thing. That's <laughs> that's a scary that's a scary thing there. If those guys drop 25 mil for four years for him, he's gone. Because the Lakers can only go up so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you if you watch Bobby Marks's ESPN offseason guide for the Lakers, he tells you exactly what the fl- what it's the twenty mil, is. right? I think it's around twenty mil because it, it occurred yeah. during the CBI. It's only up uh, what one hundred and twenty. That is the guy to watch, folks. Yeah, that's the guy to watch, learn, and read. Bobby Marks, he knows what he's talking about, but maybe he's too nerdy for those flash guys who want an oh, are we gonna get? Giannis for Beasley and a first-round pick? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Learn. Learn. I still don't see anyone describing the salary mm. cap and how it works. I understand it's like taxes, you know, tax codes change. There's a lot of loopholes here, there. It's Larry very Coon. confusing. Larry Coon's website is awesome. I'm waiting right. for No one's going to go read Larry's thing. No one. Larry's like a damn freaking encyclopedia. There's no way. You will. I will. Gerald will. But the general audience, the general audience is too busy watching porn to go watch that kind of stuff. So it's, it's just, I, I just, we need to get, we need to get with it here on understanding what's realistic. I bet you if you actually learned something out there, people, you will you you would actually enjoy reading it because then when reality comes in, you're you're, you're going to be able to explain why and what when you do know what the rules are. Just kind of like driving, you know. I know everybody wants to drive off road, you know, in the middle of the freeway, but you can't. I want to sure. go ahead and say now that that San Antonio is probably the one team I think that's going to fork over an offer once they get Wembyama in the fold. Uh, I don't think Houston will simply not, and not just because of Harden thing at all, because that's that's still up in the air. He probably will go back. He's probably using his leverage to go back to Philly. But uh, I, they need a point guard. They don't need a a shooting guard per se, unless you really are are down on Jalen Green. If you really are giving up on Jalen Green already, which for me in his third year is, I don't know, for someone still what he's twenty one, would you really want to give up on Jalen Green so soon, guys? I mean. Austin Reeves got already a really solid player, but would you sign him just so that he can bump over and take take usage away from from Jalen Green? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of. I, I mean, I think you could do both. I think that that's. I mean, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves are both combo guards. Neither is a true point guard. Neither is a true shooting guard. And that's just the direction of basketball in general. You know, the specialty aspect of the game has definitely gone away. For good or for, you know, some people say for bad, some people say for good. It's probably a little bit of both, but, you know, <laughs> right, search and destroy. Lillard. That's Lillard. a Laker Tom trade for That's him. a Laker Tom trade right there. Lillard yes. from Mo Bamba. Don't forget that Portland would give us also a second round pick in return. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll probably get a draft haul for, uh, for, <laughs> for for bringing Lillard over. And then that's As another thing. Should. Dame Lillard, stop with the Dame Lillard stuff, too, because you got to remember, would, do you really want a 36-year-old player by the end of his contract making $60 million? No, he's gonna he's 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 gonna be right there in Portland when that contract comes. If he gets if he gets eighteen up in the rafters, it's worth it. But that's me. Yeah, I I don't think I I don't think he can do it. Uh, You don't see. I mean, okay, let's say that. Do you think that uh, you don't think that if if that team just doesn't? No, that team can't play defense. But what about Lillard uh, with a LeBron AD combo? No. Let's say that, I don't I think mean, honestly yeah. if those guys are healthy in the playoffs, I I I, I think Lillard is with a whole bunch of minimums. So holy crap, I think Lillard would go off if he's got LeBron and AD on on, on next to him. You, it is a it is going to be a short window. I will guarantee it would that, be a but... one to two year window. Basically, yeah, the it's like a two, the two remaining year two years of LeBron's career. But but for LeBron. Is he's got the tag of he's got to win with stars, right? That's so. If you get Lillard in the, let's say Lillard demands to leave and wants to come to see. That's the other thing too. Is okay. Let's say Lillard demands he wants to go to L.A. and in, in the before the deadline. Why would they trade him? He has no leverage. Who has leverage? I mean, they might just do him a solid, but. Would they yeah. do him a solid? Not well, just, also I, I, themselves a solid from getting out of that contract. So here's what would I mean, happen. Here's what would happen, Jamie. Tell me this is realistic. Let's say we sign. Let's say we sign Austin to a twenty million per for. And then you have years. to sign D'Lo as well. I think they. And both you're going to go sign on. D'Lo. So what would happen is you're going to sign D'Lo. You're going to trade. I'm just hypothetically speaking. Let's sure, see, because sure. this is the really only way, guys. This is the only way you're going to get that guy. He has the number one demand to be traded. Number two, demand to be traded to L.A. Portland is going to appreciate, just like the Bruins appreciated Ray Bork when he wasn't winning the trade of the Colorado. He ends up winning a title, right? So right. In, in, in Colorado. So let's say Portland does him a solid. Okay, we'll trade to L.A., but we want, you know, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo yep. Russell and whatever yep. fillers, right? Fan down. And I don't even know what pick, what? Okay, the 29th pick, okay. All the picks. Okay, so what now? You're, you're, you're at a team that's costing you at about $140 million a season for three guys. Between three players, you're paying them $140 to $150 million. You ain't doing you see, that. You see how how my enthousi- enthusiasm went from. You, <laughs> you ain't doing jack. It, She's that, not that, going. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're not. Your apron is. That apron has turned into a a, a. a blow up doll. I don't know what 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 else would it be. Wow. Uh, barbed wire fence. Yeah, that too. Well, the thing is, you'd have to pay. <laughs> You know, the thing is, you'd have to pay forty-five don't forget, million dollars. Don't forget, for kids. Season. We here at Lakers Fast Break uh, think you should be watching porn. Okay, they're they're probably doing that anyways. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> Joe mentioned it, not me. Oh, hold on, Joe mentioned it. Oh god. I, the, and 
the thing is though i know that that also jeremy grant would be a you know a player talked about on the for the lakers as well you know he's an unrestricted free agent one of the top unrestricted free agents on the team i, I mean people are talking about the the latest things is you know maybe a sign and trade with him involved and damian lillard coming to la you know just to find the resources in doing that first of all the 45 million for covering for this next year for Lillard alone not to mention anything else as far as Jeremy Grant and or anything else on the side that's just too extreme and that remember that's just the early years on his contract there's still more years to go on Damian Lillard's contract and it goes up up and up, up. up up and up yeah that's this is crazy I mean uh, do you ever see it happening Joe do you ever see it happening no. Jamie I, I don't no. I don't no. It would, I honestly, be, no. it, would, it would be putting a million dollars on double O on the roulette table. Right. Well, as you, you walked by on your way to the airport. If you hit on that number, that means you won a championship. And even if you suck for the next 10 years, it was worth you've it. got 18 on there. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean, I, I just don't think that team would st- – I don't, I don't think that – I think we saw with Russ that, like, that – that meager amount of resource in the team, that meager amount of money you spend on the actual team, is it weakens everything. Everything else has to be shored up. I mean, we just talked about how AD needs help, right? He gets no help in that scenario, right? He has now he has to guard four guys because Damian Lillard doesn't play defense. Because in that trade, we'd have to most likely send that pick. The first round pick. All the picks. No, all the picks are going to Portland. It's not even a question. It's not a question. It's not a, oh, we'll deal. We'll, we'll, we'll negotiate. Portland will be like, do you want Damian Lillard? Yes, that sounds wonderful. We want all the picks and these five guys. What about no? What about uh-uh? Because Portland is, what, what's Damian Lillard going to do? Not show up? He's, he, he has too much professional pride. He's too much of a pro. He's not. He's not Ben Simmons. He's not a mental. He's not a mental infant uh, in a six eleven body. He's he's got he, he's he's got real world real life experience that he's lived and has made choices and has stuck by him and stuck. I, I have to, actually have a lot of respect for Damian Lillard. You know, you see guys like Ben Simmons who like a couple of games in the playoffs don't go right for you, and it's just it's as if the world had your number and they were all trying to get you. And it's like, dude, get over the game. Be bigger than the game. Or the game will always be bigger than you. And that's exactly what we're seeing with guys like Ben Simmons, these mental midgets, these people who can't can't take a single barb of criticism from anybody, whether it be a professional or an amateur or whoever. If you if that level of criticism bothers you, you're in the wrong job, man. Just quit. Quit and go do something else. Go be a hog farmer. You got money. Go do something that brings you joy. Don't don't make us all sit here and watch your personal drama unfold before us like we're watching with you, like we're watching with Ja. Those people should just stop. Go do something else. Come back when you're ready to be a professional. It's it's just it's it's it gets a little galling at times. And I know we're running late. It's kind of been at this for an hour and a half. I'm sure people are tired of hearing us yammering, but like I, oh, that, the numbers keep that, going up. Yeah. That's fantastic. My point is, I, I just can't. I, I can't with these these whiny babies who are like, I don't know. I have all these millions, and I play a game for my job, and it's really, really hard. And I, I just have this negative pity. I have negative pity, and they just need just go away. Just stop. Quit. 
You've already quit. Just make it official. Just, just, just put the, just sign your name where you've already like filled out the whole. I've, I've, I've quit. But I'm just, I can't say it because it's really hard. Like, just suck it out. Well, I, ahead, I think, I, th- I think if you want to get realistic on improving the team, and you, you want to not go for the const, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to play home run or strikeout every time. Play it smart. If you really are trying to get some kind of a trade with what you can sign in terms of like a D'Angelo or Rui or whatever, sign your own guys, whomever you decide to sign and want to use that as leverage to do something, then go find someone like Joseph uh, uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Nurkic would be the perfect center. Perfect. Next to AD, someone who's productive, someone that you know is going to play hard, someone that's making around 15, 16 mil for the next four or five years. Yep. That's the guy Rob needs to think about. And what would it, what would you need to get, do to get that guy? Why would Portland trade him? Maybe because they're paying um, uh, Simon's 22 mil and, uh, they're paying Damian Lillard 42 and maybe they want to figure out another way to get a couple other players and they need to drop some sound. Who knows? Maybe what about somebody- a, what, well, let me ask you this, Joe. What about a player like Jonas Valanciunas uh, from New Orleans, who's uh, about 15 mil right now on the last year? Yes, the guys, guys like that. That's the he can hit the three. Of, so look at Aaron Gordon. I know Aaron Gordon. Know. Stop it with please stop it with the he can hit the three. I don't want him to hit the three. I want him to rebound and play defense. Oh, he's a huge guy too. He can rebound. You know, that's all I want. Then when when the Lakers won the championship in 2020, they had two centers that each did something that usually one center is needed to do. Correct. Dwight was the defense, and Javale. Javale McGee was the. Glue offense, right? He was the guy that was getting at least one alley oop a game. The dunker spot, dunker spot, roller, screener. You need that guy next to AD. Yep. There's a reason why AD is, and the Lakers won a championship not playing three ball. Agreed. I'd like to think that Rob knows this. He 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 made a mistake. We've been saying it a hundred times. He made a mistake with Russell Westbrook. He made up for it a lot here at the trading deadline, and, and and Lakers went pretty deep, deeper than we thought. I, I I didn't think they'd get that deep. I'll be on. I'll be honest. It was a surprise. No, they did great. Yeah. So now you got to play this smart. You got to get somebody that can play center for this team. That's not a deadbeat. That's making a decent amount of money, but not too much. And you got to somehow manage LeBron's minutes during the regular season. Now, the benefit of being a seventh seed that made it to the Western Conference Finals in what's clearly become still the best conference because everyone was going nuts about the East and a little bit of me was like, eh, I was impressed with Boston to, to an extent, but, you know, what happened with their coaching situation initially I thought they'd struggle, but they actually came out the gate pretty good, but they ended up yeah. struggling towards the end. Yeah. And then they ran into a Miami team that seems to just come up when, when playoff time comes. 
Man. Um, I might want to look at Jonas because, like I said, Jonas from New Orleans, he's a you know big guy can rebound. I can't say what I, I he agree. can also do. He can stretch the defense. Whether or not you want to line up the offense that way, but he is a big guy who can rebound there. How about that, Jamie? And he's a good passer. Yes, he's yes. an underrated passer. Yes, that's another skill can... that if if your center possesses, it opens. It's I it, I guess this is my problem is that everybody's like we need to open up the floor. Well, we need a center that can shoot threes. No, no, you do not. You really don't. You need people who can do things that basic basketball players can do well, like pass, like dribble penetrate. Like run your man off the screen correctly so that you're actually free and not just wasting time. Again, be a be a professional. Be just just show up to work with skills that you need. You know, like it's not it's not rocket science. We don't need. I, 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 listen, watching Jokic hit those behind the back release point three pointers over AD, I can understand why people get excited about a center that can shoot a three. There are like three guys that good and none of them are going to be on the Lakers next year. And so just, just let the, let, let it, let it, let it go. Like Elsa, let it go. Let it go. Just if they can defend and rebound, that will be AD can hit the three. Then maybe AD rediscovers, if he's not running around playing defense against three guys, maybe he can hit a three on occasion because his legs are a little more under his shot because all of his shots from three are short, short, short. Like the uh, like the uh, commercial from the 80s. AD, short, short. Uh, anyhow, now I'm really, now I'm really. Uh, off now you're really, point. yeah, exactly. The, the wheels are coming off the train. Yeah, but... my brain is starting to boom. Well, I'll let you, we'll let you go here in a second and let you refresh because I know tomorrow you need a. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to. That's the other thing. I think I'm starting to already get like okay. You I need gotta... all your mental faculties to get together to go ahead and handle Laker Tom because I know oh, you have yeah. a hard time as it, as is arguing with him each and every day at Lakerholics.com. So, uh, Laj and Mark, I would love Stephen Adams. I think he's under contract for like three years. But look for Tempest for Tempest. Well, he was traded for Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, I know they swapped centers. Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, no, they swap centers wisely. Steven Adams is the superior player of, between Valanciunas and uh, and uh, I would take Steven Adams and now. Better defensively, uh, great screen guy, rebounds. Yeah, that, that I give In, you Injury that. concerns are the only thing with Steven. Yeah, yeah his health is the feet. only issue. But I talent-wise, I would take Steven Adams over uh, pretty much anybody. I'd be like, yep, sign me up. I'm into it. Uh, Jonas stays healthy, though, pretty much. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. Yeah, so, all right. Nurkic, but, uh, Nurkic, Nurkic also hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. But I'd still take a flyer on guys like that. You got to take a flyer on somebody like that. Well, I mean, I, I want to say search. All, all these teams have issues. Uh, Denver is just the thing. It's how much, you know, will they spend to keep that team intact. They're going to win the championship this year, but you got to remember with the tax looming for them, something the Cronkies have never done, they're going to have to go into the tax to retain this team and hold it together going forward. And that's something that we'll go ahead and see. So if they don't, like Jamie says, then that you know gives all these other teams in the NBA a chance to go ahead and build from there. But Joe, uh, Jamie, it's been great having you here. Joe, any last thoughts? You've heard from Jamie right here. He's got a big day tomorrow with Laker Tom. Any last thoughts, Joe, before we head on out? Yeah, don't soften up tomorrow. 
It's time to end these stupid uh, fantasies. <laughs> it's, there's no stopping it. You're telling me to stop the sun rising. It's not. It's not going to happen. I will debate my. I will debate reality. I will. I will. I will hold the torch of reality high, and it will be laughed at in the face of. But the money works. Yeah, uh, we're here. We're here to to spit no, knowledge and and make it entertaining, not spit stupidity and make it entertainment. Well, Any, anyone can. Anyone. I'm not. I'm not calling Laker Tom stupid. I'm just. It's the the viral type thing that comes with someone saying, hey, the Lakers are looking at this guy. <laughs> at what point are you going to stop falling for that? Never. Seriously, Never. at what point? No, I'm, I'm just... Uh, well, okay, but there's so many fans out and there. By the guys. way, it sucks. I didn't think it was going to suck this bad to not be in the finals. Oh, no, it's terrible. It sucks but I'm gonna because give, we would Because we, we got so... We were so we would be so we were so close we were we were we were we were one or two lebron not three pointers but take it to the holes away from winning game 1 and we were a bad call and uh a a a, a jamal murray point explosion away from not winning game 2 so it's a big bummer but the only thing is, guys, and I'll end on this note, is that, you know, and uh, you can let Laker Tom is going to mention this uh, maybe at 20 times during your conversation about his latest article on Miles Turner and how it's garnered almost 150,000 views on his tweet on Twitter about his article about the possibility of Miles Turner and how that he thinks that's a possibility and, and, and all that. So you are going to continue to hear these trades, whether it's from him or somebody uh. else. You know that people, the Lakers fans feed off of this. The unrealistic, the unbelievable, the the incredible trades offers that that they're being created. That's what this season is all about. And whether or not we believe in them or not, at least we should be here to shut them down if necessary. Don't you think, guys? That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. But to, you know, to separate the truth from the fiction, I think that's probably the best way to say it. And believe me, there's a lot of fiction going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's this to say as well. I mean, look, I, I again, I live squarely in reality. I can't, I don't, I'm, I don't really entertain these wild delusions. I understand why people do. That's, you know, same reason that I don't watch soap operas, but millions of people love soap operas. Soap operas aren't for me. They're obviously for some people because soap operas continue to be made. And so, you know, people want to have fun throwing trades out. Fine. What I would only, this is the other thing is that I, I, I just wish, and this is, I will be flaying this dead horse of mine tomorrow. I just wish that the trades themselves would be looked at from both sides, especially at this point in the summer where it's not happening at all. It's not. It's not going to happen tomorrow, right? We're not going to hear about a Miles Turner trade tomorrow. Like it's it it it, it won't happen for like two months. So or run, if, at least until the, at least the NBA draft or, or free agency and stuff like that happens. No, because I don't think we can deal with. Well, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, you can. Uh, the Lakers can deal the seventeenth pick, but they have to make the pick first, and then they have. That's they what it. That's what it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so can, you they can could make, see technically a a draft night deal done for the Lakers. Uh, it's not going to happen. They're going to pick number seventeen. It's it's going to be very boring. 
All right. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. But go ahead and check out Jamie's suite as he probably gets a major headache tomorrow in the afternoon with like I'm, I'm already getting one. We've talked too much about it already. Oh, I'm, like, I'm going to be like, no, we talked about this last night. Where were you? Let's talk about something else. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but Joe, I know you and I got a lot of plans over the course of the next few weeks as well, heading into the NBA draft and obviously free agency as well. We've got a lot of stuff we got to do. We got to go ahead and finish Laker history one-on-one for this, you know, this, this, school year per se so we'll do something fancy for that before we get to lakers history one-on-one graduation looking forward to that here coming up this month as well hopefully we can go ahead and get back into do you know your lakers trivia and so much more i know we've got some more conversations on the way because you know my friend as always with the lakers there's always news and notes and rumors going on that we have to go ahead and squash or we have to go ahead and you know help become reality so yeah there he is there it is. Any last thoughts? What do they talk about Lakers ball? Is Lakers ball get that fantastical on their options? Do you see those trades going, you know, rampant on LakersBall.com? No, there's just some guys just hope, but not not a lot. People there are pretty realistic. It's pretty it's pretty dead right now. There's not a lot of excitement. I feel dead right now and watching this finals right now, it's I'm hoping Miami can make something of this and fulfill my prophecy, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I seriously, I've been waiting for somebody to say something and no one said anything. I finally had to say it. No, I, hear you. I sent it out to Gerald today. No one, that- no, not one person has mentioned that I predicted this finals. Who the hell predicts Denver in the finals? You did. Exactly. So, and even my friend who's a Miami fan is like, how the hell did you do that? I said, well. I've been saying for months that you predicted that. I predicted them to win the conference. You said you predicted them to win the playoffs and go to the finals. You said it and they still didn't get it. No one went out to check the receipts because they're too busy looking at, are the Lakers going to trade for uh, Jalen Brunson for D'Angelo Russell? That's the stuff they want to I am flawed, Search. I'm very flawed. You know what's you know what's funny about that though? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what though. Great show, Search and Destroy. Thank you for heading up things so much for the best chat room that's out there for Lakers. Of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Search and Destroy says, hee hee, love you, Joe. You know, I'll love, love you for you. All right. Got nothing but love here. That's great, but don't hold your breath. Well, you never know what's going to happen. But again, everything, anything comes up in the world of Lakerland, you know, we're going to talk about it. As soon as I get back to Vegas, we'll go ahead and set up shop on some more great conversations. I've already done some advanced uh, asking for some great conversations lined up. And of course, speaking of conversations, Jamie and Laker Tom, uh, get set, get prepared. No Joe, no me. No mediator, nobody like the old days, no, nobody to stand in between. It's just Jamie and Laker Tom They're going at it. So there you I go. Might just, I might just put him on and then walk away. Oh. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Tom, deep, but... Tom doing a solo show would work. Oh, yeah. You know, he'd love that. For Tom. <laughs> My gosh. But it is uh, Lakers. Yeah, that. 
Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I love, listen, I love Tom as much as the next person, but I just there's times when I'm like, bro. Well, let me ask you this: How much does the next person love Tom? Yeah, which next Tom. person are you talking about? <laughs> it's obviously Mrs. Psycho Tom. Is it that guy behind you, that next to the S and J? Uh, the robot? No, yeah. hey, that's 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 my alter ego. You only pull him out at uh, on Halloween, but uh, just when I yeah. It is, the batteries don't work now. Well, we're, we're just for the for the people that are watching. We're we're doing what we're doing to see if Tom actually watches this. No, he's not going to watch this. And that's that. Uh, we're, we're, it looks. <laughs> Come on. Tom's going to watch this the way Miami's going to win. Tom is five. already sleeping. No, yeah. he's got a he's got his five mile walk in the morning. Five so, miles, Jesus! I where think the it's hell five miles. Walk? I think it was. He said a long time ago. I, I no, he percent. does a five mile or two and a half yeah. out, two and a half back. It's yeah. after his heart attack. Yeah. I'd get bored yeah. and start running. No, yeah, the man, the man is the, okay. He's old. He, he's seventy six or seventy seven now. Hey man, don't use the age as an excuse. All right, fine, whatever. But go ahead and check us out each and every time out. If you subscribe today, you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air, like tomorrow for Lakers weekend. But also as well for the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with all of our great shows next week. I'm back and at the home base. I'll be going ahead and running off more shows. I'm knowing gonna hit up Jamie. Joe's gonna be running his own shows. He's got a lot of things in the pipeline he's working on, which is top secret at this point, which I will not divulge. Ooh. But you know, I, I know people are gonna like it out there. So we got a lot of stuff great happening for you. But if you know Lakers fans that are out there, our goal is to get what is it we're going to get by time opening day? Uh, a million. One million subscribers. Yes, one million subscribers. But how about let's try 800. If we can get to 800 by opening yeah. day, I you think know, that's going to be great. That's a your failure. Attitude, your, your attitude is becoming dismaying. Oh, my gosh. Realistic <laughs> goals, guys. Realistic goals. You know, but once again. After we trade for Victor Wembanyama with our seventeenth in the seventeenth draft pick, I'm sorry, uh, Laker Tom. For, for, please forgive me. Yeah. Oh man. Yes, I, I agree. Search and destroy. This podcast is a mess. Please subscribe today. Yeah, yeah. We, we've really we're, we're just devolved into. Laughing. And don't forget to hit the like button as well. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break of Friday night. We're spending it with you. Hopefully, you you enjoyed what we're doing tonight. Hopefully, you enjoyed all the Lakers talk. We'll go ahead and keep bringing it out to you, starting with tomorrow, Lakers weekend, with the Lakerholics. Did you like, if you're out there, the picture, the JPEG I put up for that show upcoming? I've made a really nice uh, oh, I haven't uh, seen graphic it. on that. So no, go ahead and yeah. check it out right there. It's waiting for you. Go ahead and ah, check geez. it out in the Lakerholics. There you go. All right, indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We'll see you tomorrow with the Lakerholics and next week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.